Hey, I'm Jackie Rogers, and this is the Weird Smart Podcast. This is a show about how one marketing agency blends crazy ideas with clever strategies to give businesses a truly unique edge. From local businesses to startups and beyond, you'll get a firsthand glimpse at how the Ware Stewart team approaches branding, marketing, strategy, and more. Let's get after it. the Weird Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Rogers, and I'm the social media strategist here at Weird Stewart. With me today is Alex and Daniel. They are the founders, the co-creatives, the co-masterminds, the collaborators. I, I like how I did that. <laughs> I'm the wear. I'm the super. Most excellent. So today's episode is about what's in a brand name. And I feel like you guys are most excellent when it comes to brand. You guys have a really strong presence in the community. I wanted to get your take on what it takes to, you know, make a brand name something really, really good. So my first question, if that's okay. Proceed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so in your professional opinion, how do you know if a brand name works? How is this even evaluated? Go to you, Alex. Well, um, I mean, first, you it's almost like kind of the same principles apply that apply in design. Like, what is it trying? Is it trying to be friendly? Is it trying to sound medical? Is it trying to be different? Are you trying to understand what it is the product or service is by hearing the name of it? You know, or are you trying to be you know, create some sense of intrigue around it. You know, a lot of times you'll signal something is new by giving it a name that no one's ever heard of. Um, you know, stuff like that. So it's always kind of building parameters around why um, or how it needs to function from like a marketing standpoint that kind of determines what you end up calling it. Yeah, the rules aren't the same for every product, company, or organization. Uh, you could really need to stand out just from like an organic search standpoint and make sure that people are typing in the first five letters of your name accurately and those rules change as technology changes I mean back in the day you know that's why there's like quadruple A you know totally yeah, first in the phone book because it was first in the phone book and you know those same challenges exist today uh, but just you know online and what people are kind of searching for um, but, uh, so at first and foremost, what makes a brand name great is that it is, is on target with, with what it needs to do from a practical, uh, standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. And like, it's not always like the brand name has to say what your business does, even though sometimes that works, it sometimes works for your audience. Yeah. Right. I, think, I think a lot of people think that a brand name, like the, they always say, I want it to be memorable. Um, you know, and you never forget it after you, after you hear, hear it once. And while that is that is great, and if and, and if you can achieve that, that's awesome. Uh, but a better way to think about it is: Do they remember yours before uh, next in line um, in your competition? So it's really about it's not about just 
a, a recall. You hear it once and you remember it. You can Google it. You can tell your friends without messing up the name what it is. Um, it's it's about kind of standing out uh, from from your competition. So Google's a good example. Think about like those first couple search engines. Like one was Ask Jeeves. Dog pile. Right? Do you yeah. remember Dog Pie? Yeah, but I mean, think about Ash Jeeves. Like that, the idea of that naming parameter is, it's like a butler for the internet. Right. Remember, it was like a cartoon yeah. butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was just such a bizarre thought with internet technology that there's some guy in white gloves and coattails that you say, "Do I have shingles?" And <laughs> you know, and Jeeves sends you to WebMD, which will of course yes. affirm that. Because right. You got everything on WebMD, I'm pretty sure. I got shingles on Christmas this year. Right. I know. What does that mean? Merry Christmas. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's worse, if, than, it's if, worse than cold. If, if Santa it's Claus brings you shingles. It is worse than cold. What, what have you done? One, you, believe, one you still believe in Santa Claus. I do. 100%. Okay. Right. Good. And that's what he brought and Then I'm surprised you got shingles. <laughs> uh... I'm sorry. 30, I had some point about it, but yeah, but that's no. it's just a weird like. Oh, how how am I going to get how am I going to get people to understand what it is this thing does? Oh, it's like a butler that knows everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I like that you brought up Google too because like Google is a weird it's a weird name, but now it's so synonymous it's with like a verb. it has exactly like it's so synonymous with like finding out what you need to know like oh I don't know what this is just google it yeah google it boomer (laughs) alright so when creating a brand um, what really has to be considered first when you're creating that brand name for the first time like what message should the brand name say about the business about the owners or to the audience does it have to all be one or do you have to like pick one of those objectives like where do people even start with this I mean again I think it depends on what it is you're trying mm-hmm. to name like for instance I think it was a good name we named a tech golf apparel company Finnick right because one it sounds cool you know and it's really what it is is this type of fox that's considered one of the most highly adaptive animals on the planet because it has these big ass ears and it bleeds off heat in the desert. Yeah, these golf, you know, and these, these golf shirts were tech and these, fabric, these clothes were meant to like yeah, not be as hot, but they're still comfortable and all this kind of stuff. And so there were that was another one that was kind of like the the animal was sort of metaphorical for what the stuff did, but it still had a cool name. Like Finnick, just even if you didn't know what that meant. That's kind of like the um a lot of times that's sort of the, the the double whammy is if you get something that sounds cool but you don't necessarily know what it means and you could still unpack it. You know, like Singo. Mm-hmm. Like Singo doesn't mean... In, like no, It's derivative of Latin and it means like to surround or protect. And we did it for this pest control and home security company. You know, but Singo just sounds like a techie different than, you know... Triple A pest control, right, or something like that. So sometimes it's kind of finding that spot of something that's memorable and is cool. Um, you know, it, it really depends on what you're trying to get done. Yeah. And once yeah. you once you land on something that you love, you have to put it through the eliminator challenge of uh, running it past the trademark attorney for an initial search, yeah. finding the URL, and making sure that that's correct. Uh, and then just a variety of yeah. No of one wants things. .net. 
No. You know what I mean? No. It's true. So, That's a really good segue into my next question. I'm actually going to hit it to Daniel after... I don't know if everybody knows this. They just drank beer at the same time. I just want to throw that out there. Synergy. <laughs> mm. um, all right. So, Daniel, what is the biggest challenge you see with businesses, both large and small, when it comes to creating a memorable brand name for themselves? Understanding the value that the name is going to have. Um, naming can be arduous and in some cases can be uh, uh, an expensive process to go through in, in, in some cases uh, because there's a lot more work that goes into it than, than meets the eye. Uh, many times companies and products are named because the business owner had an epiphany in the shower or while he was mowing the lawn he thought of it or he's been cooking up this idea for the last 10 years and he's finally ready to launch it. Um, but I think understanding the, the value of the name um, because it's, it's, it's this intangible thing, you know, I think clients understand like once the name is, is there, you need the visual identity and the logo and the collateral and you got to wrap the trucks, you got to do whatever, uh, website, all this stuff. But uh, it's great when we have a client come in, comes in and says, let's not worry about any of that stuff until we know we have the perfect name. Um, and then we can really, uh, you know, in, invest the amount of time with uh, uh, research, creative exercises, uh, making, uh, you know, just multiple lists on, you know, different categories of naming strategy. And in some cases you will test it. So you can do, you know, online user testing and focus groups and, and kind of things like that. So challenge number one is, is small to medium-sized business owners really understanding the, the, the value of it. Um, and we've had a lot of clients that really do. Um, you know, I, I tell you, I don't know what it equates to, um, you know, to the bottom line, but, you know, Finch and Fifth is a name, is a restaurant that we named uh, that has this kind of unpacked kind of storytelling behind it, but is... Uh, but again, that's one of those, it just sounds cool. Like, if you have no idea cool. what it meant, it sounds cool. Right. But it doesn't, and I don't even think there's, that meaning never gets unpacked anywhere. No. Um, they just kind of know it. Uh, but I, I think it's one of, personally, I think it is the most difficult thing mm -hmm. that we do. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't, like the last thing you do is see if it's a viable option. You know, because you're exploring like, you know, what about, this business or service, you know, is different or tonally, you know, should it be a, some made up kind of word or should it be something or it's cool or is it an and or is it two different things? And then you figure something out that you're like, oh my God, that's it. Take it. And it's taken. Yeah. You know, and like, there's so many things and there's so many industries where it is every, everything, you can just start typing random shit in and it is taken. Yeah, yeah, all taken, and uh, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 really it's really hard to find something that's unique and that will resonate. And it's just kind of a tonal thing. Like you get these things where you get a good name. I think Bench and Fifth is a great example. That like if you go to that place and you check it out, the brand like of course is cool. It just it feels like it's completely natural, and there's no disconnect between. The audience you're trying to attract is something like that, and the name where they go, oh, that makes sense. I tell you, because you know? a bad name is like is terrible. 
when you when you just like that's oh, a, a bad like name. I'm not gonna put any a bad, bad names I'm not gonna put any bad names out there mm-hmm. but just where you see something you're like it's called what that's cool and you're like yeah I don't even want to that's cool yeah I don't even want to like engage that with me anything out. that stupid like that I don't sounds basic it. right I tell you another glue I, baby for instance yes <laughs> I don't know well now now I'm gonna have to launch something called glue baby and, mm-hmm. and get a yacht and put it in your face. That's fine. I'm still a shitty name. Um, so, uh, this is a little bit, this is kind of nuanced to that question. What, what's difficult about naming? If you are naming a new product, new service, new company, that can be a challenge, but there's a whole other set of challenges if you are renaming something. So if you have to yeah. rename a company, rebrand a product, you have not only an audience that knew the previous name, you've got the business owners and the stakeholders who may love the previous name, but they have to change for some kind of business reason. So when you present the new naming options to the client, they have to figure out how they disassociate their love and, and, and equity in what it always was and, and look at this brand new thing that's a word they've never heard of in some cases and say, I can love this not only as much, but maybe more than what we have been for the last 40 years. Yes. And then again, depending on their goals, it's like, do, are you trying to bring some equity of the old one forward? Or are you trying to signal to everybody that you're really changing something significant we about how you're doing business or that you are different from other people? So that like, you know, that's a whole nother path that you go down mm-hmm. when you say, oh, we, are, we are departing from you know triple I can I can tell you this whatever and the, there's there's never been a case where somebody's like y'all just name it whatever you want we don't care well it's such a journey for like any business owner like even from the entrepreneurial space where I was a lot people I would see people like flip-flop their names because they're continuously refining themselves and their audience but then that's kind of dangerous right because then people don't really recognize you at any point um, there's also like you know, in, in naming stuff and building a brand around a name, there's like, is is the name checking the boxes that it needs to check? And then can we, you know, can we make it more X, Y, or Z and, and how we're applying it across the board or how mm-hmm. we're putting it out there? You know, it doesn't always have to be like the name does everything, you know, because, or describe what it does, you know? Mm-hmm. So when, for someone who's like not even loving their brand name anymore, what are, what do you think are, I'm going off script here. What, what are like some of the steps that they have to go through to realize like, oh shit, I might actually need help with this new like brand name thing. Like how do they get from the point realizing like, I'm not really loving this anymore to actually getting help and getting something new out there? Um, I'm thinking of it as like, has, has something fundamentally changed in society around your name that makes that that somehow makes it antiquated in like a bad way you know or, or sound like it is you, you know, know, many, you know no, no longer relevant or you, something like that you know how many companies in this town have the word Dixie in their name yeah but I mean 17 yeah but stuff like that or or you know things that if your audience, you know, if your audience has, has shifted in a major way and 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 you don't feel like the, the name of the brand is is 
is somehow no longer relevant to them or they don't or they don't care mm-hmm. about it um you know generally we've had people before well and not in a name so much but try to get us to rebrand them when really it's not like the brand is fine and the brand has equity and it's kind of the stuff around the brand that's sort of become tired so it's not always the answer to rename them in fact it's pretty the renaming of something is really rare I mean, it's almost 90% as you're naming something that's just come into existence. You're, you're, you're pretty much, you're pretty much approaching it like launching a brand new company if you're, if you're renaming. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like you all went or, through it. Or you've, or a lot of times you've had a consolidation, mm-hmm. you know, like two brands or someone's bought something out yeah. or, or, you know, things that has to be there have been mergers and you can't, you can't use either. You have to create something, um, that's completely new, um, so those those are some different occasions that that happens, but I'd say those are those are pretty rare, you know. Or, you know, Stewart ends up being a serial killer, and we can't call her Stewart anymore. Do I need to be worried? Just gotta get. I can still be one. I just can't be <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> Give me time. Yeah, gets caught. All right. Well, I got one more question for y'all. Um, so for our audience listening today. What's one thing they can do to evaluate the strength of their brand name today? One, how unique is it? You know, just if like just in general and searching it or something, you know, if you have back in the day, if you were called Triple A, God, that's so such an old reference that we keep going to. I know, but like you know, I know, but yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or you're called you're called you know Pinnacle something right or, you know or just means or, the top. yeah that means the top or, or something like that and there's just all all manner of things that kind of have the same idea that's a very old idea of just naming something after the peak of something sure um you know so a lot of that stuff gets you know overused so i'd say number one is is it is it unique i'll tell you a weird question to ask yourself is if your company has has developed a, not on purpose, but has developed some kind of shortened nickname that people call it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that's that's not so good. Uh, you know, if it gets shortened to something that's maybe easier to say or easier to pronounce, that's not all. That's not always bad. But like your your friends that you love the most, you probably don't call them by their real name. You call them by a nickname, right? So uh, a lot of times when we're working with companies, we're like, what's going to happen colloquially with this? Once people start using it and loving it, well, they're going to call it this kind of phonetic, shortened version of it. And then we ask ourselves, do we like that? Do we like being Bobby instead of Robert? You know, and it's like, yeah, Bobby, everybody loves Bobby. Bobby's great. Or people's like, no, this guy named Bobby used to whip my ass on the playground all the time. I don't like Bobby. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like any brand, especially when you start and you have to have the descriptor of what it is. And then people just drop it, call it right. the first thing. Right. You know, I don't know if Nike was ever called Nike Sporting Goods. Or Nike Solutions. Yeah, or something like that. Um, but that's like, I think the first thing, first thing I ever named was Toast. Yeah. Which was a liquor store. But thought Toast was good because the Toast implies a celebration and it's beer and wine and liquor and all that stuff you toast with. I kind of like it because I don't think of a toast as the first thing. I think of a piece of toast. That'd be? Yeah. It's like the thing that you cool. eat after a hangover. Yeah, correct. 
Well, that's true. You need toast when you're hungover? Yeah. Yes. I need meat. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, in, in between I mean, the toast is yeah, bacon, yeah, and <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese. Now, this, was um, a, this was a really good conversation. I'm so glad that you guys got to come on and talk with me about brand names. We fun. always love when you invite us on our show. Thank you. <laughs> I do what I can. And again, I'm assuming Wes wasn't available. He was not available. Wes is never available. He's a busy man. One day we'll get him. One day. Well, Alex, thanks for coming on. Daniel, you did great. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I need that. For everyone who's listening, um, if you want to keep up with Alex and Daniel, just make sure to follow uh, We Are Stewart on... What did you say? I'm sorry. Where Stewart is what I meant. Uh, my Colorado accent, you know. Oh, yeah. We'll blame it on that. My where's, Please follow Where Stewart on social media. Um, if you want to check out some of our rebranding... Um, Case studies, I have dropped a couple links in the bio here. And we will chat again in a couple weeks. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Weird Smart Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our channel for the latest episodes and offerings. And follow all that's happening at Wear Stewart. See you next time.